When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright School, one man's willing descent into the dark abyss that lives at the heart of the American horror film. Over the next few weeks, I, Joshua Napier, am going to play horror Sherpa to Joe Farron's journey to the mountains of madness. Are you ready? Class is in session. Welcome back to Fright School. Hello, Joe. Hello, Joshua. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah? I mean, I just, you know, considering the movie we just watched. Right. I know. So bleak. Uh, can I tell you, I kind of feel like one of the Walking Dead today. Oh, like, yeah. The Living Dead. This is a shout out to Sally. Hey, Sally. Oh, I know. She threw a really good party. We had so much fun. I drank all the wine that ever was. <laughs> well, who were you? Were you Dionysus? Uh, kind of, I was just going for like a God thing. I didn't really have anything in particular. I just wanted to wear a lot of gold eye makeup and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was easy. You know, that was the thing. And I, I don't know. You're I ready, don't know what you I'm, already own. What white linen pants? It looks like I know. Look at me. My white yoga. I'm wearing like all white today. It's so odd. It's I, just kind of, you know, who are you? Are you sure you're down. Joshua? <sighs> Anyway, so yeah, so I just feel a little like, <laughs> which is perfect because yeah. today's zombie day. Uh, <laughs> brains, uh, brains. Yeah, zombies. Oh my gosh, Night of the Living Dead, so fun. Before we start, uh, tell us about your Gilmore Boys. Oh yes, trip or... shout out to the Gilmore guys. Um, Gilmore guys, I'm sorry. I it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, the. So one of the podcasts that I listen to, I'm a huge fan of, is the Gilmore Guys. They're a HeadGum podcast. Shout out to Jake and Amir at HeadGum, who started following us on Twitter a few days ago. Woo-hoo. Oh. <laughs> and um, they have basic. it's two uh, straight men. Uh, I emphasize straight because I just, that's m- one of the reasons why I started uh, listening to it. Uh, for the last two years, they have been recapping every episode of the Gilmore Girls together. And their premise is, similar to our premise, one guy has been a fan since it aired and has been watching and watched like years ago as it was going on. And the other guy has never seen any episodes and has no idea of what's coming. So it turned from educational to now they're like pretty much the authority on all things Gilmore. Wow. And uh, it was their last live show. Uh, they've been doing a ton of live shows. This was their last live show in L.A. at the Novo Theater in uh, downtown Los Angeles. Last ever or just last of like a particular run? Uh, last live show. So, so it was the second to last episode of the series that they did that they recapped at the live show. 
and uh, then well, guess, yeah, that's true. I guess it's kind of finite. I mean, oh yeah, because they're gonna they're the next episode after this is gonna be an in studio episode, and it's gonna be the end, like it's the end of the series. Uh, but you know, as Gilmore Gillies, as they're called, as Gilly fans know, they are bringing it back. Uh, they're gonna do a four episode kind of like revival of the Gilmore Girls, of the Gilmore Girls okay, yeah, right. to Netflix. Okay, and. You know, it's an interesting moment for them when they started because they started as like a in conjunction with its release on Netflix. And then once Gilmore Girls came to Netflix, it started getting a whole bunch of new fans because, you know, binging and all that stuff. So they got a bunch of new fans and there was like a resurgence in its popularity so much so that now they had, you know, there was enough. Uh, goodwill to make more and that people wanted to see more still. Huh. Well, so, cool. Good, good. good shout out to them. Kevin and Demi. Yeah. I love you guys. Um, Kevin, if you ever want to, you know, come over to my side of things, I would <laughs> gladly love to take you on a date. Um, okay. I love it. <laughs> I'm done it's now. Where it's like, um, I don't know what what's the term like internet dating like you just did like a uh, like an ad I just did like a, okay. <laughs> a personal <laughs> yes ad. Uh, like right. the pina colada song but for the internet well that's completely uh, unrelated to horror but I'm glad that you had a good time absolutely and, although you know some you know, people might consider the Gilmore Girls horrifying I probably would I don't know I've <laughs> I've seen a few episodes of it I, I don't know I'm not sure that I understand what it's about <laughs> yeah. It's like a mom and a daughter's like relationship, and I I'm just I don't know I'm I'm not sure. Well, at, uh, beyond I, that, what it's about. I'll tell you off mic because I was about to like go into oh, okay. it, but I was yeah. Let's but, yeah. But we don't have like I don't want to spend the whole time. I want to talk right. about the dead. Talking about the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. There's uh, not really much going on today. I was looking through the horror news. Um. Apparently. I am a big fan of this movie called Killer Clowns from Outer Space. (laughs) I just watched it the other day. Hi, Justine. And I'll watch (laughs) it again um, just because I think it's hilarious and weird. I'm not afraid of clowns, but I have a feeling that that would make me afraid of clowns. You know, it's such a ridiculous movie. I don't know because it's about like like aliens that come that like look like circus clowns, but I mean, they're really freaky looking, you know, they're, mm-hmm. I mean, they're meant to be like, you know, really creepy, but the movie itself, it's kind of like a spoof on like, you know, those old fifties, like sci-fi movies, like the blob, you know, like something's land, like crash lands and starts devouring a lot of people. Did you, are we recording? We are recording. <laughs> Just I'm just looking. Sure I'm like, okay. oh, no, we are recording. <laughs> I was like, any second you're like, hold on. We're going to have to start over. Um, anyways, but. Oh my God, wouldn't that suck? Yeah, it would. Um, I don't even know how you. Uh, so embarrassing. I don't know how you say these guys' names. Chiodo, Chido, Chido. Anyways, it's a brothers that like wrote, okay. directed, like produced the original film. Are saying they're going to do like a trilogy now. They're going to do. Um, like I mean, we've been waiting for like thirty years for because that's when it came out. It's been almost thirty years since the first um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space came out, and so there's been talk of a sequel for years and years and years. And I guess now they're they want to come back and do a couple more movies. Apparently, thirty years later. So I don't know. I thought that was fun news for me because <laughs> I do like I do like Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Hmm. So just wanted to 
toss that out there. Otherwise, um, there hasn't really been any new news since since uh, our last episode. So we can just kind of dive in to Night of the Living Dead, 1968. Let's do it. Uh, America in 1968 was Much like changing. America. <laughs> yeah. Much like America in 2016. Yeah. You know, I was looking through and I mean, not that I mean, obviously, like every single year you could go and probably track and be like, you know, oh, look, this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened. But like looking at 1968, like all kinds of things happened. Um we have obviously like, you know, Vietnam war is raging. Um, in April of 1968, you know, Martin Luther King is shot dead. Um, you know, there's so much, um, racial unrest and, you know, the civil rights movement is really, um, raging. Um, you know, nuclear weapons are being tested. Um, the Beatles announced the creation of Apple Records in, New, in a New York press conference. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like just looking at this big list of things. Um, anyways, I don't know. My point is just a lot happened in 1968. and The times were changing. The times, yes, were really changing. A lot was happening. And this film came out on October, what was it? October 8th, I think probably getting that wrong october 1st 1968 it premiered and people again like really hated it (laughs) they hated it yeah well i think because it was so bleak like people weren't really prepared for it Uh, again like much like with psycho you know it really um and at least in psycho like the killer's caught and put away and like society everything comes back to like oh well we'll be safe again you know but like night of the living dead just is so bleak it ends very bleakly (laughs) Yeah, uh, I've now said bleak too often. It doesn't mean anything <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's just like, oh, and strange, so odd. So in like the 50s and 60s, it was really popular to have horror films like play in the afternoons for like teenagers and stuff to go to them. So children, like young children went to see this movie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I love it because um, <laughs> there was a quote Man, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to find it. Oh, yeah. So, Roger Ebert, I love this, said, The kids in the audience were stunned. There was almost complete silence. The movie had long ago stopped being delightfully scary and had become unexpectedly terrifying. A little girl across the aisle from me, maybe nine years old, was sitting very still in her seat and crying. <laughs> <laughs> because, and, you know, because it's like it does... It, it does the same kind of thing as like psycho where there's like a bait and switch, you know, you can, I, I feel like this movie is very influenced, you know, by psycho in some ways. Um, you know, you start with Barbara's character with her brother, Johnny in the graveyard and they're, you know, Oh, it's just nice. They're going to go and visit their father and suddenly they're attacked and he dies. And so you follow Barbara for a while thinking maybe she's like the hero, but then she's like catatonic the rest of the movie. I know. And I thought that was such an interesting choice because I was trying to think of like, why would they do that? I understand that it's a traumatic situation and that's how you would just, that's how you would illustrate trauma. Mm -hmm. But like from a narrative perspective, like to write a character, who is basically seen and never heard from for, for like the rest of the film. Yeah. It just didn't make any sense, but like, it'd be one of those things where like you could cast like a Drew Barrymore and then like to have like in the first five minutes and that's it. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, they, and they, um, I think they've remade the film a number of times, and I think her part has been changed. Um, I think it, um, Tom Savini remade it in like the 1990s, and I think they changed Barbara's part. I think they made her more like you know fierce. <laughs> oh, nice. You know they kind of did. They change her name to Alice, and it's actually Resident Evil. Oh right. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. I, you know, I, I had kind of forgotten how creepy the movie was, you know, uh, like we talked last week where I was like, oh, you know, this will be like the last time you're safe. But then I forgot how kind of depressing the movie was. <laughs> and I just I just rewatched it. Actually, I, I guess we rewatched it the same way on Hulu. Yeah, we watched it on Hulu with Elvira with Elvira. <laughs> Well, like I was, it was um, the way I watched or the the episode that I watched was like the first episode of her like reopening the dungeon after so many years or whatever. Mm -hmm. So she's like getting everything ready and she read like an obituary saying that she's dead and is like, no, I'm not dead. Night, dead. I'm still alive. Night of the living dead. (laughs) I was like, oh, this is, this is campy. It is so campy. So, so campy. And then her little pop-up video, like, commentary coming in. It's yeah. like, was it, isn't it Tom and Jerry and Punch and Judy? Right. <laughs> and making a face. <laughs> yeah, I love it. She's, yeah, that's. Or when the lights so go off campy. and they, like, cut her into, like, or cut her eyes into the, as they're panning to, uh, like, the, you know, the, it's cuts after cut going to the other characters. But yeah, so basically we watched the same way and I was just like, okay, I have Hulu. I'll figure out, um. I'll figure out maybe it, maybe it's there. And then when I saw that it was um, a, one of the movie Macabre with Elvira, I'm like, oh, well, I guess I have to watch it like this now. Yeah. So I can get, kill kind of It was so jarring, stone. though, because it's like the film isn't very funny. It's not campy at all, you know? And see, and that's the thing about like the violence and gore in it is it was. Um, it's missing a lot of that camp. Because people had seen now, because I mean, the movie for 1968 is rather, you know, gory. There's lots of blood and people being shot in the head and stabbed in the face. And, yeah. you know, it's got a lot of gore in it. But before that, you know, before that time period, gore could be really just campy, like really over the top, ludicrous, you know, the extreme like Technicolor kind of, you know, like Italian horror films. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and this movie kind of removes all that. I mean, it, it almost looks like a documentary, which I think is another reason it's so kind of unsettling, you know, and it's sort of about people that are unremarkable. Like, yeah. you know, the, 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 the cast isn't, there's not, they're not particularly like, you know, um, interesting is, isn't exactly right, but they're not memorable. Yeah. They're not really, it's really like a group of strangers in like a supermarket, just all of a sudden have to fight zombies together. So, you know, it, I like that the film kind of approaches it. So, documentary like cinema verite or whatever they call that you know like it just seems like you're watching a group of people that clearly don't know each other you know kind of go through a horrible experience and they fight the whole time too yeah you know that like (laughs) the movie is so like you just watch it like oh my gosh you are all gonna die if you don't stop fighting i was (laughs) like are we gonna spend 10 minutes talking about whether or not they should go into the cellar Uh, i know and then yes yes we are (laughs) we're gonna bring it up several times it was like (laughs) i I, and i just kept thinking and i'm I'm thinking this only because uh we're uh, once again we're broadcasting to you from the past but today is the season premiere or season premiere of season seven of walking dead and I just keep thinking the whole time, like, if this was The Walking Dead, 
you all be dead by now. Like yeah. you would all be dead. You're too loud. Rick would have all shot you in the head. <laughs> Carol would have knifed you in the back. Like right. you're all gone. bring it down. You're bring it down. But it's like, we're going in the cellar. No, bring her up here. Blah. blah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, I was just like, come on guys. It's just, it makes more sense to be upstairs anyway, because like, and then, and then Tom's not helping because Tom's like, yeah, let's do this. Or let's do He's like a mi- literally yeah. a middleman. I'm like, oh, because you have no convictions, you're going to be the first to die. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, that is true. Yeah. And I, you know, yeah, I didn't understand that either. Like, yeah, let's all be trapped in the basement together. That does not like sound like a reasonable plan, you no. know? But again, I don't know, like, uh, so one of the things to, to talk about within the, you know, film obviously is race, you know, cause we're talking about 1968. Yeah. You have a black man in the lead, you know, for this film really largely, um, you know, he's like the, he, he's he gets stuff done. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure if I want to call him a hero or not. I mean, he punches a woman in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I was, when I, I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. When that happened, I was that part's always like, oh, okay. I mean, she's hysterical. Like, I yeah. get it. And there's plenty of movies where people smack, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, am I watching Airplane now? Like, it's right. people it was, just, it just slapped her clean across yeah, the face. Yeah, knocked her out and, like, just put her on the couch. And they went back to, like, hammering, you know, the nail the boards and stuff you know so i don't know he's just quick acting (laughs) like he just makes decisions like here this is what we're gonna do um which you kind of need in that sort of situation just without all the punching of people (laughs) yeah (laughs) but so i'm wondering like about like the conversation that they're having like over whose idea is best you know it's like this you know old white guy and then the black man it's like well this makes more sense i i just felt like i felt like call him the n-word already like i was Uh, i was like waiting for it i was like uh because because the the setting this i don't think i don't remember them explicitly saying where it's set but i know they said like rural area she's in a farmhouse and you know if it's a rural area and there's a black man that shows up and there's a bunch of white people like i'm I'm already thinking that we're in a place where it's probably not uncommon for for you know for that kind of it was rural Pennsylvania. Ru- okay, so see, so but you know, it's I was just like in my head, I was just like, oh god, just like call him the. It's I felt like we were watching the second debate, and we were just telling like just Donald Trump if Donald Trump just wanted to like reach out and call Anderson Cooper the f word, like oh <laughs> it, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like I felt it was so pregnant with that kind of um, mm-hmm. that kind of tension. Like there's that little sub sub tension that you can't I don't even think it's written that way because I think George Romero said that he cast him because he just had the best audition yeah but what ended up like he ended up creating this commentary Mm -hmm. which I know he's famous for right well again well and the question is did he intentionally create a conversation or did it just happen the way it did and then again like part of like this podcast goal is to kind of mine like the historical context you know what i mean like what it's being made in so it's like did he mean to make a big statement or was it sort of an accident because he just really liked this guy and put him in the lead and then you know suddenly it's you know a statement about you know 1968 and what was happening and you know the state of racial (laughs) tensions you know I, i don't know i'm not sure if there's 
Have you? Did you read something that he himself said about wanting to make a statement? No, I read it in the I read it in the Wikipedia page. Oh, okay. they were talking about it. They were talking about hit that guy's that actor's particular casting of it. Yeah, and in the page it says that George Romero was like he had the best audition, so he got the part. Okay, yeah, but I mean, if I think we can look back on it now and see that it there's like we can retcon some sort of meaning from it just because he he's the hero he he's obviously there he's the most capable he has the he's fought them off as best as he could and now there's these other people coming in saying oh no i know better than you right and like oh no you don't i've i was out there fighting i was out there fighting and you were in here I don't think you really know better than I do. In the end, it doesn't really matter. He still gets gunned down by some white guys. Oh, I know the final like moments of that film. It's so depressing. It's that like, was shocking. He I was through all of that. That was shocking. That was utterly shocking to me. I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. I could not believe. I could not believe that that happened. Only to be, you know, only to end up again like the dead. And plus, the other thing too is that what's interesting is that. Um, in one of the news, one of the news programs or the news uh, gap casts that they're listening to, it says that no matter how you perish, you're co- you're going to be reanimated, which ends up being like a huge plot to a huge plot point in like at, that gets revealed in the season finale of season two of The Walking Dead, like it just and to think like it just it came from the night of the living dead where like, no matter how you die, that's you're going to come back no matter what. Right. And, um, actually, can we talk about that? The, yeah. the, so, Let's so talk about whatever you want, Joe, oh, it's, we're here, we're here for you. So I, I thought <laughs> it was interesting to see kind of the evolution. Like if I, I think I would be correct in saying that night of the living dead kind of birthed the zombie genre. Correct. Um, I think that, well, yeah, you know, it's interesting because, well, and even in Night of the Living Dead, they really, they refer to them as ghouls. I think. Neither, oh, we, yes. Mass murders and ghouls. Yeah. We like re kind of like retroactively like apply zombie to it. Because before that, zombies were always like people under like voodoo spells or something. Yeah. You know, it comes from voodoo culture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I think we've kind of reappropriated that term to mean like, you know, um, what we think of as the walking dead or, you know, whatever, you know, you want to call them reanimated corpses. Um, but, but yeah, I would say that, you know, it, um, you know, cause it, again, it wasn't like a, a big success when it came out. It didn't make, you know, I mean, it was, it was made for very little money, like just over a hundred grand or something made $3 million. Yeah. But that or made I mean, millions of dollars. Yeah, over, yeah. But over a period of time yeah, and it went over and like became very successful in Europe first. And then sort of came back here in like 1970, a couple years later. And like we had had such a massive like shift in that time um, that people, I think, saw it in a different light. And then that's kind of what, I mean, it turned kind of into a cult classic. And then it eventually spawned, I mean, innumerable um, imitations, but also, you know, lots of sequels, which I, I love a lot of the sequels like Dawn of the Dead, I think is great. Um, but I, that wasn't your original question, <laughs> but yeah, I would say that, yeah, it definitely, if, if it didn't, um, create the genre, it definitely, um, is like the godfather of all that came, everything, anything to do with zombies owes its, owes Night of the Living Dead a major debt. Okay. 
So, so thinking about that, it's, it, you know, you're the characterization and the mythology of the zombie and Mm -hmm. where, and all that, where that comes from. So how you like vampires, I like zombies. Okay. And I've, I mean, and that's the thing is that I see, I don't really see it as like a horror thing because I mean, you know, I've not, I've, I've, I'm a huge fan of The Walking Dead. I've been watching since season Mm -hmm. one. Um, I've been watching and I'm not, I have never read the comics. So I'm, I'm, I can see, I can see the, like all the volumes here uh, (laughs) on the shelf and I'm, I'm haven't read the comics, but mainly because I'm, I'm kind of one of those people where if you're coming into something that started as this and is now this, I, unless you were a fan from the beginning, um, I want to, I pick and choose. So like for me, I'm, I'm a fan of like, so Harry Potter. So I've read the books and I write the movies, two separate things. I can talk about them independent of each right. other and they're different. Mm-hmm. But with The Walking Dead, I really have like no, I have no real desire to go and start reading again, mainly because it's been going on for about a decade. And I, if I started, I would not want to stop. And I know like it's going to take up like all of my life. Right. <laughs> so I'm just taking it yeah. as a, I, I'm curious to see how it's all going to play out in on television. On television. Yeah, but like so, w- going back to like the mythology, jo- the like the characterization of the zombies. So like headshots get them, yeah, or they it's really real, you know, destroying the brain, destroying the brain, way, yeah. crushing the skull. Headshots get them. Um, you can you can be turned if like they attack you or if you die. But in this in in Night of the Living Dead, it's like if you die, no matter how you die, they say it. You can come back. You'll you'll come back as the dead. Yeah. Um. This one was I thought was really interesting and and definitely like a characterization of the time is uh, radiation from a satellite mm-hmm. and it's the radiation yeah. that gets them and I was just like oh hey hey Cold War <laughs> like hey hey hi to the Cold War right yeah 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 totally the ten like yeah that again cultural like the anxiety of the time exactly and I think the one thing was that when they were talking about little Karen oh poor little Karen how little Karen like got bit by one of them. And then um, the main, Ben, the, you know, Ben, he's like, uh, he said, we don't know what kind of diseases these people are carrying or these ghouls are carrying or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I think that's probably, you know, plants the seed for future because I think every major zombie movie um, in the last 20 years has all been some sort of like, it's because of some sort of pathogen like yeah which i think again like i I think that's the thing with the zombie it's sort of um has evolved to uh be a comment on like the various kind of concerns that we've had you know like we we have with like um like mad cow disease was like you know this big frightening thing for a while or there's always you know some kind of new disease that's going to turn us on to like raving monsters um worse i guess than we are now (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know and yeah so it's been um i think uh, when american horror story did the coven season yes everybody was talking about how oh wow they kind of did like zombies like you know they used to be because it has been i mean like 28 days later and um resident evil resident evil and um you know all, all of those like kind of, kind of movies suddenly it was about some kind of bloodborne pathogen that was like changing people or you know some like again scientists like that the government you know uh, accidentally unleashed something that 
you know, causes us all to kill each other. You know, the crazies that, which I'm not sure if that's really zombies, but kind of, but you know what I mean? Similar to that same sort of idea that, you know, the government is going to do something, you know, and that's been, I think a big part of our fears over the last 20, 30 years. I mean, probably longer than that, but you know, we have a lot of media that's about that. The X-Files is about that, you know, it's about that the the government has secret cabals, you know, and are doing things that are not Mm -hmm. obviously in the best interest of the people. Planet terror. Right. Yeah. See, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all about these sort of pathogens. Um, So it's kind of, it was refreshing on American horror story to see a zombie kind of crawl out of a grave and, you know, go attack people. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's how it started. Like it comes from, I think the original, the original like zombie Z O M B I comes from like Yoruba voodoo, voodoo culture, voodoo, Mm -hmm. where they're basically uh, awoken to do like work in the fields at night while everyone else is right. While everyone else is sleeping. Or to, yeah, to be some sort of servant. To some sort of servant or slave. And um, I really, really enjoyed that um, in American Horror Story when they did that, too, because I actually thought about that. I'm like, oh, like, are we going to go? Are we going to finally get zombies in American Horror Story, given like how given that now we're exploring voodoo and Marie Laveau and Mm -hmm. everything? And I was just like that episode is one of my favorites. Yeah, um, because of just just because of how they how they went about it. And I thought that was like. I, that was one of my favorites of that season. Yeah. But, um, so you have like, you know, the evolution of like this and then you have now the walking dead who, uh, who is basically this authority. I mean, Greg Nicotero, who's been doing makeup for years, he has, um, he has zombie university, zombie <laughs> <laughs> where people learn how to do, how to do it. And it's become so how to do makeup, how to do makeup, behave, how to, how to behave, right. how to walk. Yeah. Um, the amount of detail that goes into all of that, all of the makeup and the special effects to each particular zombie is just, is really, um, is really, really cool. And it's just, it's just so interesting to see how in this huge span of time from 1968 to now 2016, how things are similar, like still so similar and how it's just drastically different. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's been an ongoing, um, you know, conversation within all of these films that we're talking about. Cause you know, I don't know some things and maybe it just, you know, like the older you get, the more you just see like how history repeats itself. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You know? So yeah, we're sort of in the same time where obviously, um, you know, we have not solved this race issue and I don't think we're going to anytime soon if we're, if we don't, you know, if we're not able to be honest about, you know, like the state of, you know, systematic, systemic racism. Um, but that might be, sorry, I'm getting, <laughs> that might be a conversation for another, another time or another podcast. But, you know, but you know, the point is, is that, you know, we're, we're, there are a lot of parallels, you know? Yeah, absolutely. With the time that this was made and, and all, what did you, so, you and you had never seen this one again, right? I've never like, seen this you, one. No, never seen this one again. I've never make any sense. <laughs> I've never seen this one. I've never seen anything George Romero. Okay. So none of the other like Dawn, Night, Later That Afternoon, right. <laughs> <laughs> Tea Time, <laughs> the late afternoon of the day, <laughs> the late afternoon, tea, the, tea Time of the Walking Dead, Twilight of the Dead. You know, I've I've not seen any 
any of those of those movies. I had seen like Shaun of the Dead because I love me a horror comedy. Um, I've seen Resident Evil one and two, uh, and of course I'm a huge fan of The Walking Dead. So I love I love a zombie. I love a good zombie movie. Uh, I love George Romero. We're definitely gonna have to do like a um, a tribute episode to him. Yes, um, I definitely want to do like you know. I get is that like a film class thing where it's like we're going to look at all the films. Oh yeah, of Steven Spielberg. Absolutely. So I think that I I want to do a day where we watch um, a few of his movies and talk about because um, he did the he did the original Crazies too, right? Uh, yeah, he did nineteen seventy three. That's true. I love Dawn of the Dead. I have that. Um, love that. And I actually really, really enjoyed the remake that they did um, with, was that Mackay Pfeiffer? In Ving Rhames. Yeah. yeah well, the, he was in the original. When they're in the mall, right? Yeah, which, I mean, the original Dawn of the Dead. Well, actually, I guess they, they kind of come into it late, but in the, the remake, they're in it like the whole time. Or maybe they are in it the whole time. I get my zombie movies mixed up, especially those, because it's like Dawn, Day, Land of the Dead, you know, Survival yeah. of the Dead, Diary of the Dead. So I sometimes forget which ones, which I think Diary of the Dead, either Diary or Survival. One of them is like a found footage. Diary. That I love. I love that one so much. It's so much fun to like just watch. Uh, but I, I also really like found footage things, uh, films. Uh, but yeah, I was trying to look at the other... Uh, George Romero movies I love Creep Show. I love Creep Show. That's kind of a horror comedy that we should definitely watch and talk about in the in it when we talk about comedies. Horror comedy. Anyways, yeah. Tons of tons of movies. Love love uh love George. Georgie. As what did uh, Elvira call him? Georgie. Georgie Romero. Georgie Romero. She said Georgie Boy. Uh, she said the very alive Georgie Boy. Georgie Romero. The very when I watched it, it was like the very alive George George Romero. <laughs> yeah, he's still kicking. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, what are your favorite zombie movies? Um, top zombie movies. I love, I love Twenty Eight Days Later. I think it's really creepy. Um, I love the. I just like where it goes, like especially when like the you know they think that they've like found like a place to be safe and it's run by like soldiers who are just like on an insane power trip. It's just really disturbing, uh, really messed up. But I like that it has kind of a hopeful ending. <laughs> you always get to have a little hope, you know. Which you know this one doesn't, and that's a, you know like Night of the Living Dead. There's like no hope in the end, like that he like he goes through all of that just to be shot down. I mean, it's so sad. Uh, which Dawn of the Dead's like that too, which I also really like the the remake that they. I mean, again, I like the original, of course. I'd watch that too, but I really do enjoy the the two thousand four remake. Um, one because I like the uh, I like how it starts, you know. And the, oh gosh, there's a scene in the very like early in the film where this little girl zombie like comes in and like half of her like lip is ripped off and she like attacks somebody. It's so cool because they're like fast moving as well, which I like that too in a zombie. Like I, that's kind of one of those other things. Like when you're a fan of zombies, I think you're kind of split on what kind of zombies you like. Like some people prefer you like a them, fast one, like how they're lumbering and slow and blah, you know, but I, I like when they're moving fast and you know, arms are like falling off and just like, I love that. You like a rage virus. Yeah. They, I, Cause I find it really freaky. Like it, it just seems a lot more, um, you know, I mean, obviously I mean, there is something really 
cool about the way they operate on the walking dead, like a big hive mind, you know, yeah. and they sort of all come together. And then it's like, obviously very scary. Cause suddenly you have 200 dead bodies pressing against, you know, something, you know, a window or whatever, you know, like they're going to break in, you know, there's obviously a lot of good, like dramatic, like tension in that. <laughs> but yeah, I really like the ones that like scream and yell and run really fast. I, I think that's really freaky. It freaks me out a lot more. You know, because it's just like it's just a, a wailing animal flying at you. Like, how are you going to respond to that? <laughs> See, this is where we differ because I like a slow moving zombie. Yeah. And that's, that's I like fine. The Walking Dead is great because I, th- I feel <laughs> like they they I feel like they're they're like right in the middle. <laughs> I feel they're not they're not like super fast moving. They're not a wage. They're not a, um, a rage virus zombie. Right. from 28 days later. Um, but they are. They are like. They're slow when they haven't had anything to eat. And then like as the moment they see something, they just walking like a little bit faster. It's just it's it's I like that more because like I said, I like the tension of you can they look like they could you could get them like it, right. they look gettable. They look killable. Mm-hmm. And then it's always the one like behind you in the woods that you mm-hmm. obviously didn't see. And it's like, do you have no peripheral vision? Do you? Can right. You, there's like, can you not hear uh, uh, can you not hear that? <laughs> Turn around. Turn around, girl. Well, that's what, you know, it's kind of cool about. Now, I'll be honest. Like, I watch, like, the first um, four seasons of The Walking Dead. That seems to be, like, my limit for a lot of shows these days. Like, I'll watch, like, f- to season four, and then I, like, drop off. Um, so I haven't really caught, caught um, stayed up with it. Um, I, I want to go back and watch it. I feel like, you know, maybe once I get through, because my frustrations with it the over the last couple of years is like, it, it's just been the same plot over and over again. You know, like we'll move here and then we'll move here and we'll move here and all the same things will happen. And I feel like sometimes they set things up and I'm like, oh, this is really exciting. And then they like, like when they all went to like the cannibal place, like Terminus or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like nothing really happened there. Like I felt they set up like oh. a, a longer time. I wanted them to be there a while. So... <laughs> Uh, they got you you need to watch because they got the terminus and then stuff happens no i know in the in the next season or wherever it starts because i mean but they just were like gone so fast from there Mm -hmm. like that that story was built up over a long time like go to terminus go to terminus and then it was really like only a couple episodes and then they like moved on to the next thing i don't know i just felt like i wanted more story there yeah i just thought there was a lot of potential you know but it was kind of like you got there and you immediately knew like something was i mean which i think i think the whole time of course any anytime there's hope on that show where it's like oh go here and you know everything will be safe and you'll be fine clearly that's not what's going to happen but i just kind of wanted the the tension of that to last a little longer Mm -hmm. i guess i just felt like it was I don't know. But regardless of that, you know, everything else, I just feel like every time I turn the, that show on, it's in the same place it was last time. Yeah. You know, but that's just me. And, you know, if you love The Walking Dead, I think that's great. <laughs> and I did really, really like the first, you know, few seasons of it. I Well, I like it because, and, and there's, I think there's two schools of, there's two kinds of people that watch mm-hmm. The Walking Dead. There's the people who are really invested in story, mm-hmm. in the storytelling and like the, <laughs> this is not a pun, but the human drama of it all mm-hmm. and how it's a commentary on like desperation and what yeah. ha- in the, in the time of the, you know, and I think that's pervades all zombie, mm-hmm. all zombie, the whole zombie genre is what, and when humanity collapses and uh, everything that you know is completely done, all you're left with is like your, your most basic human animal instincts right and then at that point you know it's all about surviving so 
um, like when the group gets to Terminus, or no, when the group gets to Alexandria, right? And they see they meet this entire group of people who have basically been sitting pretty since it started, and yeah. they've been they like, have no idea. They have no yeah. idea, and these, and they're like, you know, how they were like, we got the short end of the straw, but like we also know that this, they have a fuller idea of the world that they live in, of course, yeah. And then it completely, then the shift completely changes. Um, but my point, my point was that you, and then there's, that's the first type of person is like, you know, it's about the human drama of it. And I mean, as Robert Kirkman has said, the walking dead is not the zombies. It's the, right. pe- it's the yeah. people. Yeah. The second, the second one are the people who just want to see the violence, who want to see like, you know, zombies getting headshots and being knifed in the brain and, mich- <laughs> and Michonne with her samurai sword, like oh, cutting people katana. off. Yeah. Oh, I love it. But like the, I'm a little bit of both. Cause I like, I like the action. I mean, like I think the, I think when they, you have those episodes where there's like a half decent storytelling and then it builds up to like the, it builds up to like the big fight and then, you know, you're fighting and then what happens after that? I think that's a really good episode, but I'm a little bit of both when it comes to it. And I think that the show does a good job of balancing it. I will say that there are some times where it's like, I'm just going to kind of go through this episode (laughs) because I know that there's going to be some sort of payoff or reference Mm -hmm. later, or they're just going to throw, uh, they're going to throw something to you out of left field. Right. I think walking dead is similar to game of Thrones in that regard where (laughs) they don't give a shit. (laughs) They don't give a shit what, uh, the audience, what the audience wants. Yeah, no, I love that. I love the, like the brutality they have towards their characters. Cause I think that's very true to life. You oh know? yeah. If you're out there, like it, there's no way everybody can survive. Like, I mean, it's kind of already at this point, you know, rather, um, it's unbelievable that like Daryl and Carol and Rick and all that and Michelle are all still there. Like they, at least they haven't killed off any of them. And I think that's going to be a big moment in walking dead history when they do that. At oh, least yeah. as far as I know, none of those characters are dead. Cause I feel like I would have seen the meme image, the, the destruction on Facebook. If, if Carol yeah. or Daryl had died. Oh, I know. You know, if Daryl dies, we riot is, you know, the, is the meme right. is, is definitely the meme, but you know, they're at the risk of spoiling something for you and the fans of spoiler alert, everybody, I haven't, you know, we're recording this in the afternoon. I haven't seen the, the episode premieres tonight. I'm probably going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Be, I'm probably going to watch, uh, AMC has been doing what they usually do is they, they do all the episodes yeah, and then they, re- and then, you know, the time. So probably going to watch yeah. the series finale from last season yeah. and then go right into it. Now I know about like Negan and I know like that whole thing. Cause yeah. again, you can't avoid it on Facebook or on social media where everybody's like talking about like, yeah. if you kill such and such, like we're out. I'm like, I'm not sure that they care about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I've read, you know, like I said, the book, you know, the comics. And I have to say, I love me some Jeffrey Dean Morgan. <gasps> me too. And he, I like him playing like a super bad guy. Oh, he That's is going to be great at that part. Like yeah. it is, I think that, um, I, they, there were times where people just, they were, uh, I, I've read interviews with the cast saying that it was just so, he was just so good. It was, um, it was just so good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think Andrew Lincoln, I don't know if it was about the series finale or the series premiere, but Andrew Lincoln, he read like the, he read, he read his script. No, Mm -hmm. it was a series finale for last season. He read his script and he like, he was late for work. 
Uh, it's the first time in like five or six years that he was ever late for work because he just could not get over how bleak, how bleak that was. Yeah. And it's the word of the day. Everybody take a shot. Bleak. Yeah. No, 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 no. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's a great series. Uh, mm-hmm. This is turning into the Night of the Living Dead, The Walking Dead. Night of the Walking Dead. The Night of the Walking Dead. Yeah, which, I mean, I, I think, you know, is, you know, probably bound to happen. Because, I mean, that is such, that is really what's dominating zombie culture right now is The Walking Dead. And I would even say, like, in that first season, I mean, it's sort of like a prolonged version of, the, yeah. you know, they're, like, up in the, the uh, farmhouse. And there's the whole mystery of Sophia oh, yeah. being solved, you know. And so you have, like, in, in Night of the Living Dead, the little girl, you know. Which, Karen? Yeah, there's, like, this exact, like, you know... Oh, yeah, when they're like, oh, and I saw Karen was laying out, and I'm like, uh-oh. And then like, yeah, she got bit. I'm like, oh, she no, gonna no, die. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm, I'm just thinking. But like, at the time, that probably nobody would have thought that. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what's cool is, like, you, you're watching it with, you know, at, at least in this case, a lot of, like, you know, clues about zombies and where something might go. But, like, an audience member sitting at that time just sees, like, a sick little girl and doesn't, like, see the foreshadowing probably yeah. of what's going to come. Yeah, you and know, then whereas you're sitting there like, oh, she's gonna eat somebody. She's gonna eat her mama. She's gonna eat, and and that's the other thing too. The the I can understand why people would have been would have hated it and been like so disturbed by it because yeah. you see someone who is just innocent, this innocent, you yeah. know, it's a child, um, and going going into uh, going from like you know basically laid out and and a near death to actually dying to eating her father and then. Stabbing her mother with a masonry trowel. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, this uh, is awesome. I didn't know the zombies could wield tools. I know, right? They're very smart in this movie. Because <laughs> yeah. the other one, in, in like when they come for the door of like, yeah. the one's wielding like a chair leg. You know? Yeah. I'm just like, oh, wow, they know. I think that's, I think, you know, forget fast or slow zombies. I don't want zombies to wield any tools. Well, there are like, isn't that, I, I think, uh, what Land of the Dead is about? Like the, like the zombies evolve. Oh, you know, shit. and so it's like they have like their own society or something. I I don't know. Again, it's been a while since I've seen that. <laughs> so you have Karen who like and then, you know, she's a child, eats her mom. And then I don't remember if he has to kill her or what happens to her after that. Because he because Ben ends up in the cellar. But um, and I know they have yeah, all the zombies outside. Oh, OK. And then yeah. he ends up in the cellar. Um, and it's just like one of those things where. You know, no one, it just shows that no one is safe because I think we've talked about this too about like evil children or the idea of like, you know, children, scary children is that no one, it really just makes it like no one, no one is safe. Yeah. He, no, he shoots the, um, down in the basement, he shoots the father, Harry, and Mm -hmm. um, the the girl. Or, Or wait, maybe not. Hold on. I can't remember. A lot happens in that, like, and there's a lot of like weird cuts. Oh, and then um, Tom, Tom and Judy. Oh my God, Judy's like, ah, was like, I don't want to go. And she's, he's like, you know what? You didn't want to leave. <laughs> we had to beg you to come for, through the flood, and you don't want to go now. We have to go. Um, when they said like, stay in your homes, I was like, uh oh, shelter in yeah. place, not usually a good idea. And then the way they die and eat it is just, I was like, oh my God, they exploded. Right. <laughs> well, it's just like the last thing you see is like it's stuck, and then white light and like a flash of light, and Ben is horrified because you know at that point it's complete desperation. Yeah, I love that description. Like um, the 
walking the undead promptly eat the charred remains yes i'm like <laughs> oh barbecue right they're ready for it mm. that woman who's just like m- m- looks like she's munching like on ribs i was like damn she going to town yeah. like give me some of that i right. want some of those ribs she's making it look so good mm, so give me some judy <laughs> i bet judy got good ribs <laughs> Oh, that's disturbing. Also, I couldn't get over. <laughs> um, so last night I went to a birthday party and um, hopefully friend of the podcast. I was talking to someone uh, there who um, who her name's Sarah and um, Sarah, who is like me. She hasn't watched a lot of horror films. She said that she if if she's watching something that's scary, she like puts it on pause goes to the like it, her, with her husband she'll like put on pause go to the bathroom look it up in wikipedia and like read the synopsis so that way she's prepared for when <laughs> xyz happens right and um i just couldn't get over how she looks like the spitting image of barbara <laughs> of and i was like oh my god like you could be her mother or her sister and I just thought it was funny because we, I just met her last time. So hi, yeah. hi, Sarah, uh, shout out to you. Uh, hope go on this journey with us um, or right. with me, you know, <laughs> Joshua will be your horror Sherpa. Horror Sherpa. That's so funny. Horror Sherpa. Horror Sherpa. I need a t-shirt. Uh, I listen to that and I'm like, oh. Horror Sherpa. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to make t-shirts oh. that say horror Sherpa or like, or like art fan drawings of like Joshua being a horror Sherpa yeah. leading me into the mountains of madness. Please. I love it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was like going for something, you know, I thought like there, I thought there was something cause I love that. I like the mountains of madness. I love yeah. that like phrase. I love like Lovecraft, you know? Well, I just think of like you like carrying me like, <laughs> like, like, um, <laughs> like empire strikes back. Right. Uh, you're Luke Skywalker and I, I and I'm Yoda, but you're it's reverse. But I'm like you're. I was gonna say me. I think it, yeah. Or maybe it's reverse. Reversed. I'm carrying you. Yeah. And we're I'm just like, how, I'm just pointing the way, dude. Like you have to carry <laughs> me. You're 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 um climbing up this mountain or whatever. You're just I, like it's, it's like a mixed way. metaphor. I think like I. <laughs> but it's just fun to say it's horror sherpa. Horror sherpa. That's how we sound check, guys. <sighs> horror sherpa. <laughs> horror sherpa. And we sing show tunes. Yeah. Right. Oh. Horror. Because I won't. Because we don't sing show tunes on this. No, so. we can't. So we have to sound check with. Them Wait till before. we do horror musicals, and then we'll start to sing some. Show oh tunes. yeah, we should just do a whole day of that. I'm sure people would love that if we just sat here singing songs from horror musicals. Maybe they would. I don't know. Some of the people in our group would love that. Uh, that might be listening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyways, back to back to zombies. I was trying to think of some other good zombie movies. The problem is, is like, you know, my favorites are all by George Romero. So it's like just, <laughs> or, or have been remakes of like his movies. I can't think of other, I mean, I'm sure there's tons of great zombie movies that yeah. I'm just not thinking about. Um, one like comedy ones, like Shaun of the dead, Shaun of the dead. Um, there's that one with the cute guy from, uh, X-Men, uh, Nicholas Holt. Who plays like it's like Romeo and Juliet, but with zombies? Oh right, yeah. What was that called? Um, There's Pride and Prejudice and Lo- zombies. Love never die. What the heck was that called? Cold, cold blooded, undead, 
something like that. Warm-hearted, something something along those lines. Yeah, warm bodies. Warm body. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Not Nicholas Sparks. Jeez, I can't look anything. Up. <laughs> uh, if you want to come and sit in this room with us for free. We, we can't pay you, but if you could just come here and look things up for us that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, if you want to just like... <laughs> we, need a, we need a production assistant. We need a PA. But well, we don't have any money to give you. We're not going to give you any money. I can pour you drinks, although I'm not drinking today. I'm having a nice glass of water. I was like, oh, he's, he's drinking a clear liquid and it's yeah. not made from a grain. Yeah, today's episode is not brought to you by any wine or any liquor. It's brought to you by a good old-fashioned hangover cure water. Yes. <laughs> Not hair of the dog either, because this is a cat house. So oh, that's true. It is a cat house. <laughs> so um, I'm going to ask you. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Because it's and it's similar to what you asked me in the alien episode or the the thing episode. Um, for zombie apocalypse, how far do you think you'd get? <sighs> well, part of me wants to think like I've seen enough movies that I think I could, I'd want to survive. Like I think I could get through it, but trying to walk up five flights of stairs at school (laughs) (laughs) almost kills me. You know, I'm like, how am I going to run from like the walking dead when I can't even like walk to class? And you like a fast zombie too. So I do. So I'm like really in trouble, you know? Well, I mean, how do you think I feel like the first uh, zombie land, the first rule of zombie land is cardio. Oh, (laughs) You just that there you go. I love that movie. That's one of my favorite zombie movies too. That movie is hysterical and really fun and gory. Yeah, it, absolutely. It's a good balance when it comes to like the horror comedy stuff. And Bill Murray, oh my gosh. Bill Murray is uh <sighs> anything anything like that I love. His whole scene is just wonderful. So yeah, so like zombie But anyways, yeah, I it's first it's it's cardio and like, you know, the the way Shane kind of kills Otis <laughs> poor Otis in the second season of the walking dead. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm, I'm a big girl. Like it's, it's done. It's over for me. I'm making my peace with Jesus. I'm going to go eat somebody. Like it's, it's over for me. So I'll try as much as possible. I, I can only hope to be like living in Alexandria yeah. or to have like a foresight, like um, Ray in planet terror where they'd like put the ocean against your back and, and just kind of do it that yeah. way. See, and I think that that, you know, that's how I would want to re- approach it. Cause I think I'm that kind of person. Like, um, maybe, maybe not. I, I have the idea that I would be the one to be like, okay, y'all, we gotta, we gotta buckle down. We gotta do, we gotta make some tough decisions. You know, unfortunately Joe over here, he's not looking too good. I think we should shoot him now before he tries <laughs> to eat one of us. <laughs> before he turns into a walking dead. Like you see that bite mark on his arm. He's got to go. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and then that's so. So that's the other thing too. You get emotionally invested, at least with The Walking Dead. Like you have in in a television series, you have there's plenty of um, you get emotionally invested uh, with characters and characters that you hate in the beginning. You end up loving characters that you love, you hate. But you know, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of. you have a lot of stake in how in their experiences. Yeah. And then like, which I mean, a good show, good movie, good, a good story should do that. Exactly. And then you have like something where like all of a sudden, Oh, they got bitten. I'm like, what the, you know, it's just, it's like a big F you. Cause you know where it's going to go. Right. Uh, they, they set, they, 
they do a good job like in the very first season of doing that when Andrea has to put down her sister and she's just kind of there waiting for the body to turn. And then when Andrea dies and spoiler alert, by the way, don't, (laughs) I think it's, I think it's pretty obvious that you shouldn't be listening to this podcast if you are not caught up or in the middle of watching any seasons of the walking dead on Netflix. So, you know, uh, I, I just spoiler alert, but you know, I don't really care at this point. (laughs) And too bad. Too bad. That's our, that's our spoiler alert. Sorry guys. Sorry about it. So yeah. So you just have these emotional investments and then it's all of a sudden like, boom, you have nothing like there's, they get, they get eaten and it's done. And you know, you know that they're, it's going to happen, which is why I love Shaun of the dead because he gets bitten. And then that's like not the end of the story. And he goes and like, Oh, now he's chained him up and he's using him like a pet. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a good way to like twist the genre on its head. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know. So yeah, I think that, you know, I would want to be, I don't know. Cause that, it, like we have that, joke running where it's like you know oh, if i turn you know if i was bitten and i like turned into a zombie like would you shoot me in the head yes <laughs> yes i would and i would really hope that you would do the same for me because i don't want to live like that and i don't want you to live like that <laughs> and i don't want you to be living like that and trying to attack me and bite my face off like i don't need that i don't need that in my life you know, <laughs> well, well, Joshua, here and now, and this, oh, no, no, I, I promise to shoot you in the head. If you thank turn. you. And the same goes for people like Merle. If I had been in that group, <laughs> I would have shot Merle in the head first thing. And then he wouldn't have popped back up later, causing all kinds of drama. There's no room in my posse for like racists or se- like, you know, I'm sorry. This is the apocalypse. I don't get this. <laughs> I know this is terrible. I, I sound so I sound like such a fascist, but I'm like, yeah, if I'm in like a group of survivors and one of them's like, oh, you know, the problem with the world is black people like I'm shooting you like you have to go. You're done. Yeah, <laughs> like, because if we, no way if we're, we're bringing about the new world order, we're going to yeah, get rid I of have one. No space. Bigot. I know I'm not I don't have space for that. You know, like, no, do you see all these zombies out here? That's the problem. So we all have to be friends and cool now. And if not, you got to go. Like, maybe you don't have to die, but you just can't be with our survivor group anymore. We have to, like, um, just get up in the middle of the night and leave that person behind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's horrible. But I do. I watch these movies. And I'm like, there's no way. Like, you know, like or like the guy who's, like, beating his wife up in the first, you know, Carol. Carol's husband. Yeah. You know, it's like, there's no, sp- there's no room for you. Sorry. You have lost all privileges. Like you no, you don't get to treat people like that. Not when we're like in the middle of the zombie apocalypse. I mean, not ever. Like, I I mean, obviously I want to live in a world without that kind of violence, but if we're in the apocalypse and you're over there, like trying to beat up your wife or spouting sexist, racist, homophobic bullshit, like you got to go. Sorry. I'm just considering you part of the enemy. (laughs) And just so you don't come back in the fifth season and like ruin everybody's life. Yes. (laughs) God, I love that. It's uh, <laughs> terrible. Um, so that's so the short end of the story is just don't be in a group with me. Like if, <laughs> if you are worried that you might say something racist or horrible, <laughs> it'll be yeah. We're promoting tolerance. It's so, right. We're so tolerant that we're just completely intolerant. <laughs> right. we're, we're so far in that spectrum that now we've come back around again. And you and you're just gonna you're just gonna get it. They'll yeah. knife you. They'll knife you in your sleep. I don't need it. I just I can't I can't do it. I, we have enough stress. That's the thing. I watch that show and I'm like, oh my gosh, you all have so much more to worry about. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like you. And I think in that in that season you have uh, I forget her name, but it's the 
it's the 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 black woman who like used to work for the city of Atlanta. She ends up staying with the doctor in <gasps> oh, the yeah. first season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's end. just like looking at him like, please, <laughs> cracker, like don't. <laughs> why? And then to set it in, it's to set it in Atlanta of all like <laughs> it, all places. <laughs> what just happened there? Anyway. I don't know. I was just I was like, Joe. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Don't don't knife me. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna knife you. I'm just not sure where what that was all about. But yeah, no, you're right. But yeah, she's like she's giving. Are you like, out of your fucking mind? Yeah. Like, do you know this is only getting worse? Yeah. Like are, I have I have I read the comic books. This is based on. This is not going anywhere good. Leave me here. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit right here. It'll it'll be what did he say? I'm doing you a kindness. Right. By the way, yeah. that actor, love him. Noah Emmerich, uh, Emmer, Aaron Rick, or no, Noah Emmerich, I think is his name, who plays Dr. Jenner. Love him. Yeah. Love that actor. He is so good. He's even great on The Americans. I think he booked The Americans after that. Love you. Noah, be on the show. <laughs> uh, we're just inviting people that are never going to hear this. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, be on the show. Yeah, tweet. Listeners, tweet at them when you hear, right. when you hear this. Um. I want to talk a little bit about because this is this is something that's very pertinent to television in general now mm-hmm. is um, Glenn and how Glenn goes from being like this, you know, kind of kind of caricature, kind of like short round with the baseball cap and the like the jersey, the the mm-hmm. baseball baseball like jersey mm-hmm. on. Um, but I love I love Glenn's character in the beginning because you know I love the idea. Sorry, I didn't no go for it. Know, but I love the idea in the apocalypse. It's people that you don't think about are going to be the most helpful. Like the fact that he's a pizza delivery man. Like he knows all like every street. Like he knows where to go. He's like you know like his knowledge is very important. And he's not like a politician. He's not like what we normally put up on a pedestal of like being important. Yeah. You know I love that. I I think that's really kind of cool. You know. Oh just, no. Just absolutely. as a sidebar to Glenn's character. No, absolutely. And then which like, I mean I'm sure lots in of the people show, probably have that. Um, in the show Andrea is like she's like I was a. She she like was a lawyer for the ACLU or something. Yeah, and then you know she's just completely worthless until she learns how to shoot and how to f- and how to fight and then gets like you know grows, gets that um, those those that skill set and then right. you have Glenn who, uh, exactly what you said like I didn't even think about that like he was a pizza delivery guy and knows every major street yeah I mean it's important maneuver. when they're trying to figure out like how to get the guns or like what what route to take into the city and out of the city you know because it's so dangerous with the with the walkers the. What they have all kinds of different names for them. In that. Walkers, biters, biters the yeah. dead. The it's dead. us and the dead. <laughs> yeah, there's one I really like. Geeks. Oh, the geeks. Oh, yeah, that's what Glenn says, right? Yeah, the geeks. So, so the reason why I want to bring up Glenn okay. yeah. is because you have like his character being like this very kind of like short round, like the Asian sidekick to mm-hmm. to to Rick Grimes in the very mm-hmm. beginning, um, and then you now the how glenn has evolved now is that he is this very like very like definitely a romantic lead like he is now a leading man romantic lead and and it's a in part you know in part because of how um how his story has changed so much yeah and i just love that because there is this there's kind of this movement or this call to have more increased visibility of asian american or asian actors or asian american specifically because it's an american television asian playing like leading man roles and getting like leading um getting these like leading man parts to see more of that and um there was uh, one actor that i follow on instagram conrad ricamora who plays um 
who plays Oliver on How to Get Away with Murder. Shout out, Connor Kamara, be on the show. Yeah. So we can stare at you the whole time. Anyway, <laughs> he he did like this whole thing about like uh, hot Asian actors and mm-hmm. like uh, Asian actors, Asian American actors. And he has Glenn there because, and he had a whole bunch of series, um, series of pictures in his final day of it where it's like, this year was a great year for kind of this representation of Asian American um, males like Asian males being romantic leads of right. a big show. Yeah, not just comedy sidekicks. Not or just the comedy butt of a side joke. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. which I think is a great thing for, um, for for Glenn's character because you see him go through this progression and be really, really great. Plus, Stephen Yun is like a really great actor. Got yeah. his really great actor. Got his. Uh, um, got his start as like the second city doing comedy and then like now has this like huge huge role so you know love him steven be on the show we love you <laughs> tweet at him make him come on the show this is invite a palooza this is yes. a plug a palooza now we're inviting people it's like anybody and if you know if you're anybody in a horror show please come Please come here please come and talk to us. Please come talk to us. T- come please take- come sit in my room. I'm sure I have things I could get you to sign. Come here and uh <laughs> and look up stuff for us, okay? Like, oh right. Oh, see, that'd be so cool if this was like a you know we could have a guest every week of like some like oh this actor who was in all these yeah. movies is going to look up random trivia for us. I love that. I think that's a great idea. And now we have Evan <laughs> Peters like right. sitting in the corner on, on Wikipedia. <laughs> could you Google? <laughs> Evan, like, uh, guys, Evan. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, look, everyone, it's Greg Nicotero and Denai Guerrero, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just gonna production assist today. Exactly, that would be hysterical. We love that. I actually would do something like that. Like if I was like on that level, like I would totally like, yeah, let me come sit in the background of something and just like. <laughs> Randomly, like be involved, but not really. Yeah, it's just you like uh, it's like how the Tonight Show or the Late Show or the Late 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 Tonight Show or whatever the hell you know how they have like musicians come and just sit in with the band. Like they're not, they don't play. They're not like really supporting anything. They're just there. They're just there. Yeah, in the band, and so you just see glimpses of them. Like I think that's kind of a brilliant thing. See, I was gonna go one step gayer and say it's like watch what happens live with Andy Cohen, where he has like someone behind the bar, the bartender. Yeah, yeah whoever yeah, the bartender yeah. is. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, Rachel Maddow, if you want to come and make us drinks, you can. Oh my gosh, that'd be wonderful. Anyways, man, this has like also been sidetrackapalooza. Yes. Today. So the point of this podcast was to discuss the Night of the Living Dead. Uh, but again, like I think I even said that in either one of the past or in our conversations. I'm like, really, I just want to kind of talk about cool zombie movies. <laughs> is there is there any kind of zombie story you want someone to tell or a way we haven't seen them? You know, I don't know. It's a loaded question. Well, yeah, I mean, and I haven't, I probably haven't, th- I mean, do, have you? Because I know you really like zombies. I really like zombies. I think I, what I like, so, so you can't talk about The Walking Dead without talking about Fear the Walking Dead, which is supposed to be like the prequel. And the first season of Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> no, you didn't like it? I don't know what that show is trying to accomplish. So I didn't watch, ahead. I haven't Sorry. watched the second season yet. I'm waiting yeah. for it to be out and streaming so I can just binge it. But I watched the first season and I found the first season infinitely more terrible or no, infinitely more scary to me because it, it harnessed kind of that unknown the the unknown mm. about it because like they have no idea what's going on but we do we in fact know 
everything because like I know. on the other side of the country yeah. in Georgia, we know exactly what happens and what could potentially happen to these people once they get to that midway point. But my but like that whole first season where it's just completely no one has any idea what is going on. I found that so scary. And then like you see the signs and all of these different things sound it so scary. I just found it frustrating because I'm like, we already know this story. We already know where this is going. You know, uh-huh. it was just hard to watch because I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, you it, like it, that works in like a two hour film, you know, where like the beginning, of course, the oh no, there's no such thing as zombies and the government, blah, 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 you know, everybody kind of talking and, you know, rejecting, you know, what the people, you know, experiencing this, you know, hmm. also sounds very familiar. Like we're going through this, but you're denying it. <laughs> Anyways, I could deal with that for like 10 or 15 minutes at the beginning of a film and then everything kind of unleashes. So for me, Fear the Walking Dead, I wish that they would have just told that story within the context of The Walking Dead. I wish that they would have done more flashbacks to before for each of those. I wish they would have just spent that time there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Looking at other, the characters' lives earlier on like the fear fear of the walking dead that whole story could have been told in like the second season of the walking dead or or over like the second third fourth you know i mean we could get a lot more flashbacks yeah i don't know how much they do that now with the walking dead not really like i think the last time they really did it was um well in the last season they had a whole they brought morgan back and now morgan's like i think morgan's gonna be a series regular yeah but he they brought him back and they had an entire episode dedicated to from when um, Rick yeah, last saw him. Yeah, I remember him. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had that entire episode. Okay. Um, and then they, it shows like his his I mean, journey. I've seen more of it than I thought I did. I yeah, come in and have. go. I come and go. I will say that. Like sometimes I'll come in and I'll sit in because Jeff watches it. So he'll be watching it. And he's watched every single episode and loves it. And he even watched Fear the Walking Dead, even though every single week he goes, I don't know why I'm watching this horrible show. Sorry to, you know, again, I don't know why I keep apologizing for an opinion, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> but, you You're know, like, sorry about it. Sorry, right, not yeah. sorry. It's just because people are going to give a, you know, there's going to be like comments like, oh, this is why this is the best thing ever. Um, and hey, that's fair. That's on that's their perspective. But anyway, so he continues to watch it and he's always like, oh, I don't know why I watched that. I just wasted another hour of my life, <laughs> you know. So I just feel like I would have preferred that story be told in the context of The Walking Dead. Like they didn't need to make a, another show. They could have just flashbacked or. Or if they were going to do that, what I really wish that they would have done was set it in a different country. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think that would be far more interesting. You know, um, I want to know how. Like, okay, so Max, um, his name just left me. Max that, Medina. No, that wrote um, World War Z. Max. Oh, Max. Um, Max. Oh, God, God. Right. Um. It's it's gonna hit me like a ton of bricks, Brooks. Brooks, there we go. <sighs> Which I didn't even see that it just came to me. I, I I was I was trying to look it up. The oral history. Anyways, I love that book so much because of the way that it bounces around in each country you kind of like find out what each country how they responded which i think is why the movie kind of failed a lot i don't know i just i mean I, I, no the movie didn't fail lots of people love that movie but for me who i had really liked the book i w- wanted to see it yeah. i wanted it to kind of be like that where okay we we know what the aftermath was we're going to go back and show you flashes of different things but the story isn't going to be kind of the way the just the way they decided to tell the story i was kind of disappointed in yeah um but 
regardless. I like that. I like how it was like, oh, India did this and, you know, France did that. You know what I mean? It, it goes to all these different places and talks to like, you know, world leaders about like how they responded to the zombie epidemic, you know? And I, I just would have liked to have seen that if that's, if that's what, if that's what Fear the Walking Dead had been, yeah. you know? And even if it was like more like an anthology where it like bounced around and showed different responses from all over the world as the, as the outbreak happened, I think that would be far more interesting. And I think maybe that's the story that needs to be told next. We need to have, there needs to be more, I would like to see a major American, major American film or media of some sort that kind of tackles with what's going, what would have happened in, in depth in other in other kind of places because yeah. you can only imagine like in in you know the uh like sub-saharan africa like all of these uh, uh, uh even in russia like i would just love to see where that where that went yeah little thing about um world war z is um if you really were if you really didn't like world war z as the movie you definitely need to check out the audiobook of world war z because they got a lot of really big name like a list actors to do the different voices and it is like it is more kind of like audio drama than it is yeah. a book on tape and it's the production is so good that it it will it will kind of slake the thirst that you had for some for a really good adaptation of it so look up the audio drama, wow. uh, audio book of World War Z. Nathan Fillion, Paul Servino. I think John Turturro too. Martin Scorsese, Denise Crosby. Oh my gosh, this has got a great, I, how did I not know about this? Yeah, absolutely. It's Mark Hamill, well, of course, he's voices in everything. Henry Rollins. Wow, this has got a, this has got a cool cast here. Huh. Rob Reiner. Wow. Sorry, now I'm just like reading all these names off, but they're all in the cast. That's great. Oh my gosh, we're totally gonna um, plug this. <laughs> yes, and you can actually find um, you can find this on Amazon. You can you know get an Audible account. Um, <laughs> hey, Audible. <laughs> right, Michelle. I want to talk about Audible. <laughs> um, hey, Audible. You can also get it on Amazon, and it links through Audible. I don't know if we can. I don't know if we can put a link on that on our page to that. I'm going to try. We're going to try to. But um definitely you want to pick that up because it is uh it's great if you if you've read the book and you like the book or if you've not read the book, you want to listen to the audiobook. Absolutely. It's one of the best audiobooks uh, production-wise out there. Hmm. I love this as I'm like sitting here um while you're plugging Audible, who is not paying us for that. So, no. totally free advertising for them. Um, I love this. Max Brooks, um, this quote he has is kind of cool. Um, it's about a deep fear of zombies. They scare me more than any other fictional creature out there because they break all the rules. Werewolves and vampires and mummies and giant sharks, you have to go look for them. My attitude is if you go looking for them, no sympathy. But zombies come to us. Zombies don't act like a predator. They act like a virus. That's good. And that is the core of my terror. A predator is intelligent by nature and knows not to overhunt its feeding ground. A virus will just continue to spread, infect, and consume no matter what happens. It's the mindlessness behind it. That is. That's pretty good. I think that's actually a really good um, way to sum up, like... Um, the fear like you know what what zombies really tap into and it is that like uncontrollable destruction you know like apocalyptic like it's it's a way to process like an end of the world scenario um and it's also interesting because he talks like that and you know humans a lot we're compared to a virus oh absolutely a lot of times you know anyone who's seen matrix number one right oh yeah there you go it's 
great uh good job thank you pulled it out there uh (laughs) you know so i i think that's interesting that you know we we've created this this zombie you know fiction uh you know, talking about feeding and eating and destroying the world. And here, you know, humans do that every day. <laughs> We're sort of the same kind of thing, crawling all over the face of the, the face of this rock. <laughs> Anyways, so that was fun. See, I love zombies. It's a good time. I, you know, I, it's kind of, um, I love the Night of the Living Dead and other zombie movies because I love films, again, like I talked about with like Hitchcock. I love films or stories that everything takes place in like one enclosed space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's really kind of, you know, um, creepy and there's like a lot of anxiety. I used to have dreams like that, like zombie, kind of where I was like stuck in like a farmhouse or like uh, the mu- the music video Thriller by Michael Jackson. <laughs> you know how that she's like in the, like at the end, like, ah! they're all bursting through and they come at her but then at the end it's like him and everything's like fine or whatever it's like a dream um but i used to have like nightmares like that like dreams of being like trapped in a house with like you know people you know zombies breaking through the glass and you know reaching for me i'm like acting all this out you all can't see that so sorry it's just for joe's benefit yes <laughs> it was it was great guys ah! uh yeah dun, 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 dun. yeah so i actually yeah so sometimes like i have like those kind of dreams still or like you know odd kind of just scenarios of thinking about that. I, I So I really like those kind of movies. It was very claustrophobic. Um, mm-hmm. Night of the Living Dead was very claustrophobic. Yes. It was, yeah. it, I, it definitely had like that, you know, cinema verite documentary yes. style. Yeah. And um, it was just so, it was so dynamic. And I think of all the movies up to this point, like that's, I mean, I did, I, it was funny because I said Psycho was the best movie that I, was the, my favorite movie that I've liked up to now. I completely changed that halfway through Night of the Living Dead because it was just so, it was definitely like, it's one of those, it's not appreciated in its time because it's very modern and it's yeah. a very, it definitely propelled the genre forward. But I just loved how, I just loved everything about it. It, it was just, it was very claustrophobic. You, you had, I had anxiety watching it. I had no idea what was going on. Um, But yeah, I think it was, it was um, super interesting. Uh, One, my last plug for zombies is, um, has nothing to do with the undead, but if you guys like good music, you need to look for, and I'm waiting for them to do it on the walking dead. You need to go uh, look for uh, this artist who was like the, he was like the father of like, um, at like African, like African, um, like funky beat jazz, uh, Fela, uh, Fela Ransom Kuti, who did, um, who did this song when his most famous song, his very first breakout hit was the song zombie, where he's describing how soldiers in the government are basically like zombies, you know, zombie, no, no go, unless you tell him to go zombie no go stop unless you tell them to stop so basically how it's that magic thing where someone's controlling them and you need to tell them about it so look it up it has a great beat it's super fun um if you're like on a really long drive but look up fella kuti rant fellow ransom kuti zombie uh we'll put a link up to it in um in uh in the show notes i love that that was a great uh pl- I, you know we love music so that's great. That was a great plug. Good job, Joe. Oh my gosh, you made it through another film. That was our third film. Third, fourth film. Fourth? Dracula thing. Psycho. Yeah, fourth. Fourth. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, so that was the fourth film. Fifth episode. 
that's now a I'm wrap out of the safe. <laughs> now out of the safe zone. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Because next up is The Exorcist, 1973. Did you want to tell them about oh, the so change exciting. in the format? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't want to talk. I, you know, we'll just surprise people. No, yeah. I mean we're not. We're not changing the format. Really, we're just going to do something different than we have. In, I mean, we could talk about it. It's not that big of a deal. But we're going to watch the movie together, and then talk about it right after. Yes, which is going to be so much fun. I'm actually really looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe <laughs> it's going to be all dark out, and like you know, it's going to be perfect. Like, I'm gonna. I'm <sighs> just going to be like under the covers, like the cats. Um, it's going to be so good. And uh, we'll also be interviewing an old priest and a young priest. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're bringing it in. <laughs> I have a call to the diocese. We'll see what happens. Oh, that'd be great. Just get them to come in. No, I'm kidding. We don't want that. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but I'm really looking forward to it. So, yay, Fright School, episode five. That's a wrap. Good job. All right. <laughs> we'll see you all next time. All right. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 